It's Monday, October 5th, 2020. Deontay Pete here with the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Hope you all had a good weekend. I know I did and got to watch some football yesterday. Got to watch a little bit of college football on Saturday. And, you know, like we said, we're just waiting for Big Ten football to come around and in a few short weeks it's going to be here get to watch my Ohio State Buckeyes and of course I gotta give it up for my uh Indiana Hoosiers <laughs> since I go to school here and uh you know I hey Hoosier Nation go Buckeyes so uh you know got to watch some college football over the weekend watched some NFL football yesterday Steelers didn't play yesterday of course and most of you know that I'm a Steelers fan and I, again, I hate to be biased, but it is what it is, though, right? <laughs> we'll get to play next week against the Eagles. So, October 5th, you guys know today the polls open for voting. So, make sure you get out there today. Uh, go out there and vote. Vote informed. Um, you know, everyone has their own opinion on who they who they want to take in the presidential election. And here on this show, we keep everything professional. You know, we don't you know have debates about anything like that because... Um, it's it's not a topic that we talk about here on the podcast. So, um, just letting you guys know, just go out there, vote informed, and you know, may the odds be with your guys' favor, <laughs> with everyone's favor. So, a um, little bit to cover here in the show today. Got some NFL football, Monday Night Football, two games coming your way. We'll get you caught up on that. Some Week Four recap games. And we'll get you caught up on some playoff baseball and, of course, NBA Finals. So we dive in here quickly, some scores from yesterday and recap. So the Cincinnati Bengals picking up their first win of the season, 33-25 to victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars fall to 1-3. Bengals are 1-2-1. and The Browns, the new-look Browns with a 49-38 victory over the Cowboys, the Browns are three and one. Their best start since 2000, the early 2000s at least. You got to go back thus far. For the Cowboys, they dropped to one and three on the season. Browns picking up that win there on the road. The New Orleans Saints getting it done in Detroit, 35 29 victory there. The Saints moved to two and two on the season. And the Detroit Lions dropped to one and three. The Seattle Seahawks with a 31-23 win over Miami, the Dolphins. Seahawks are four and zero. Miami is one and three. Buccaneers and the Chargers. A big game for Tom Brady. Five touchdown passes, 369 yards, and one interception. Justin Herbert, three touchdown, one interception. Buccaneers win this one, 38-31. Tom Brady and the Bucs move to 3-1. The Chargers drop to 1-3. The Baltimore Ravens and Washington's football team. Baltimore Ravens picking up that win, a bounce-back win after the Last week, Monday night football game, lost to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. 31-17 victory. And the Baltimore Ravens moved to 3-1 on the season. Washington dropped to 1-3. Panthers-Cardinals. 
the Panthers picking up that win, a must-needed victory for Teddy Bridgewater and the new-look Panthers. Panthers are 2-2 two two on the season. The Cardinals drop to 2-2. Two two. Vikings-Texans, a good matchup here in Houston. Vikings get their first one of the season with a 31-23 win. Houston drops to 0-4. Rams-Giants, Rams improving to 3-1 on the season. The Giants are still looking for that first win. They dropped to 0-4 after a 17-9 loss. Colts-Bears, the new look Colts again with their third one on the season, 3-1 with a 19-11 victory over the Chicago Bears. Bears dropped to 3-1 as well. The Buffalo Bills remain perfect as they defeated the Las Vegas Raiders. Buffalo moves to 4 and 0 with a 30 to 23 win and the Las Vegas Raiders drop to 2 and 2. And your Sunday night game from last night, it was the Philadelphia Eagles with a 25-20 win over the San Francisco 49ers. Eagles picking up their first one of the season. They are crazy to think that they are number one in their division right now. One, two, and one. 49ers drop to two and two. And your Monday night football games. A game that's supposed to be played yesterday due to the COVID situation. Got moved to today. 7.05 tonight. You can catch the Patriots and the Chiefs. Patriots are two and one, looking to go three and one. And the Chiefs are looking to go perfect at four and oh. And you have the 0-3 Falcons, the winless Falcons, taking on the 3-0 Packers, Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Ryan. They catch that game at 8.50. So two games coming your way tonight in NFL football. So a lot of games from yesterday that you can take away from. And, you know, quite frankly, one, one game I want to talk about individually is that Browns-Cowboys game. Because we all know this year that the Cowboys are just on a downhill. Their defense isn't what it was back in 2016 when Dak Prescott was had just got there. Ezekiel Elliott had just got there. Leighton Vander Esch and uh, Byron Jones and all, and all this. They had all this talent. They had a top defense. And now it's just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Like, where's where what happened? And you start to wonder, you know, the Cowboys fired Jason Garrett in the offseason. They brought in uh, former head coach Mike McCarthy, who coached long time for the Green Bay Packers. You start to think, OK, well, Mike McCarthy's going to be a, a good acquisition. And um, with his with his uh, background and you know what he's done, a Super Bowl championship ring in 2010. But hey. It was 2011, excuse me. But hey, it was, you know, it, it's one of those things that you got you to gotta think about. It's like, where are the Cowboys? Where where are the Cowboys from 2016? Where is that 13-3 and three team? They're 1-3 on the season. And I, I, watched, I watched part of that game yesterday against the Browns, and it looked crazy as hell. And um, I, I, I cannot... 
stress enough about how poor the tackling was on that Odell Beckham 50-yard touchdown run. I mean, they're arm tackling. You cannot arm tackle in football. I'm sorry. Like, you might get lucky a couple times here and there, but if you're going to tackle someone, you got to tackle them at their legs. That's literally, like, I've I've played football all my life, and I've always been told, I've always been taught, never arm tackle. Just don't arm tackle because it's it's just going to be as hard to bring them down as versus taking them out their legs. I mean, it's just that simple. And I, I, I get, I mean, I get I'm not playing in the NFL at all or college football or collegiate level or anything like that. But you're watching on TV and you're sitting there thinking, man, why, where, where? Like, there's no pursuit to the ball. I mean, no one's like even making an attempt to even make plays. And you know, Leighton Van Der Esch is out for the season, but here again, you start to wonder, you start to think, okay, well, if we're a Cowboys team, well, America's team, Jerry Jones's team, Jerry World, the Jerry Dome, is that is that what they call it in the AT&T Stadium? But no, seriously, but like, you, you think about What's going on? Okay, the Cowboys are one and three. Now, the NFC East division is far from over. I mean, you got two teams in there that have one wins. And no, three teams in there that have one wins. And then the other team is 0 and 4. So I think the the winner of this division is gonna be seven and nine. Six and ten at best. I mean, you look at the rest of. The, I mean, and we can we can go and look at the rest of the schedule for both teams later. But it's where the Cowboys are supposed to dominate this division. The Cowboys are supposed to be the best team in the NFC East. At least from us from. From some viewer standpoint, now I think the Eagles are the Eagles coming into the season. Coming into this season was the heavy, is the heavy favorite was the heavy favorite to win the division until they had a grocery list full of injuries. So I don't know. Does Dak Prescott go back and you know say, "Hey, look, we got to start winning games," or? Does Mike McCarthy finally put his foot down and say, "Guys, what the hell's going on? We like we're one and three. This shouldn't we shouldn't even be at this. This is a game the Cowboys should have won." Now, I'm not saying the Browns are terrible, which they aren't. The, the Browns are a much better team than what they have been the last couple seasons. They're three and one. So you got in the AFC North, you got Pittsburgh Steelers who didn't play yesterday. They're three and zero. The Browns are three and one. Uh, the Ravens are three and one, and you know, give credit to a Bengals team who's who's fighting their way. They're one two and one. They're not terrible. They just two games that they lost that they probably should have won. So, based off that, I mean, you know, you're you're talking about a Browns team that's probably going to win nine ten games this year. So. I don't know. 49-38 win. I thought the Cowboys had a shot at coming back because at one point it was like what 40 to 40 to 20 and 
the Cowboys were slowly coming back, but they just couldn't get the job done. So, and the fact that your defense gave up 49 points to the Browns is... is <laughs> It says a lot. So, Saints, Lions, and you start to you start to talk about you know Drew Brees and is Drew Brees really a top quarterback anymore? Some some might say yes, some might say no, but you know I I I personally just don't know. I want to say yeah, Drew Brees, you know Dan. Dan Marino, past Dan Marino, passing yards, has the most passing yards of any quarterback in the in the league today. And you know, I I I think Drew Brees, Drew Brees is obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, can he does he play well without Michael Michael Thomas? Does he play well without Michael Thomas? It goes hand in hand. I watched a Monday night football game a couple weeks ago against the against the Las Vegas Raiders and I seemed like Drew Brees was lost for lost for talent and it's tough when you don't have your number one wide receiver out there the arguably the best wide receiver in the league and Michael Thomas who led the led the league in receiving last last couple years but um is this Saints team are you worried? Yeah, they're two and two on the season, but are you worried about what's next for them? I mean, are they going to be a playoff Super Bowl contender team? It's what you guys start to think about. I mean, they barely beat a Detroit Lions squad. <laughs> they only beat them by six. And Detroit had a have, had an early lead up in that game. It was like fourteen nothing. So, a couple things to take away from that game, and you know, like I said, Drew. I still think Drew Brees is a really good quarterback. I just don't know if he's still a top quarterback as of today. So. Eagles getting their first win this season, and they're riding momentum because now, of course, you didn't lose to Cincinnati. You tied with Cincinnati, and you get a road win at San Francisco, a team who went to the Super Bowl last year. And now you got to go all the way back across country to Pennsylvania to take on the Steelers next Sunday. So you're riding momentum into this into this Week 5 matchup against Pittsburgh. And I thought, you know, I, I watched the game last night. And, of course, both teams had their positives. Both teams had their negatives, po- positives and negatives. There's, both things you, there's several things you can take away from that game last night. But the Eagles proved on why, made, made a statement on why they can't be, they shouldn't be counted out. And like I said, their 1-2-1 record currently holds a number one in the division somehow. <laughs> But at the same time, it's just, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, 18 of 26, 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, three touchdowns, six interceptions on the season, seven interceptions on the season. But stuff like that happens. I mean, you know, not not every quarter, not all quarterbacks are going to have good games. I mean, 
2017 season, 2016, 16, 17, 17, 18 season, Big Ben threw five touchdowns in one game against the Jacksonville Jaguars and came back the next three games and completely dominated. So, um, you know, I think that this was a a must needed victory for for Philadelphia. And you know, Wentz talking about in his press conference how, you know, he laid it all out yesterday. And that, uh, you know, he, he laid it all out there on the field and gave it his all and and like I said, it led them to a win. Defense played really well, decently well and of course, Nick Mullins got benched late in the game because <laughs> if you watched that game last night and Mullins threw an interception, a pick six, and literally, like, if you watch it on TV versus obviously watching it in person, he's looking for George Kittle on this cut route. And um, George Kittle cuts in and Nick Mullins is just trying to get rid of the ball, and he throws it right to the Eagles' defender, like right to him. Picks off for six. Then the next Niners possession, C.J. Beathard, third-round quarterback out of Iowa, comes in, drives them downfield 90, 90, what, 90 yards downfield, and they scored a touchdown. So, obviously, you you would like to have – Boza, you would like to have um, Debo Samuel, Jimmy G, Raheem Mostert. You know, you would like to have all those guys back because obviously you start to wonder, okay, what what would this game be if those guys played? Would it be as close as it was, or would it be completely different? So you start to wonder. Okay, we're two and two on the season, San Francisco. We still still love a lot of football left to be played, but. Here's what we gotta work on week after week. Okay, you gotta get better. Injuries suck. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows. You know, you would hate to be losing a starting quarterback. Trust me, I'm a Steelers fan. Last year, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not fun. So good win there for the Eagles. The Buffalo Bills remain imperfect, and Josh Allen is on fire this season. And you look at his stats of the 2020 season, 12 touchdowns, one interception, and he's got 1,300 yards passing. Second in the league in touchdowns, tied for second with yards passing, tied for fourth with one interception. Total QBR rating of ninety or 87.1. So I think the, the game that he played yesterday, his QBR rating was... 115 his total QBR rating this season is total QBR right now is 122.7 and that that says a lot he's projected he's on pace to throw 48 touchdowns and and only finished with four interceptions. That's ESPN. ESPN said it. So Josh Allen and the Bills. Bills obviously a team that 
six, seven years ago, ten years ago, you couldn't even say anything good about them. I mean, they weren't they weren't good. And last couple of years, with they've been building up the team. Josh Allen has gotten better. Josh Allen's a lot better quarterback than what he was a couple of years ago, and it's shown. So, I think you start to wonder: Is this Bills team a, a AFC championship contender with with Pittsburgh, with Kansas City, with Baltimore, with Indianapolis? I mean, is this is this what it's going to be? A lot better defense this year. And, you know, of course, you know, when we talk about these teams hand-in-hand hand and week, week after week, and, of course, I think when you talk about a team, you talk about a quarterback like Josh Allen taking in the first round from Wyoming, you start, you, you start to think, okay, well, First of all, you start to wonder how many good quarterbacks come out of the big sky. Or are they in the big sky? Sorry. Mountain West. Mountain West. So Mountain West Conference consists of, you know, you got Utah State. You got University of Nevada. Uh, BYU, UNLV, San Diego State. So what, I mean, you start to wonder, okay, Wyoming. How many good players actually come out of Wyoming? And watching Josh Allen in college, hey, he was a hell of a quarterback. Now that I think that he had NFL potential, it, it's it's up in the air. And his first year in the league did not play really well. Did not absolutely play, play like dog crap. But, of course, offseason, you know, got better. And now I think Josh Allen is where he's at and where, where he needs to be. 12 touchdowns, one interception. He has the best quarterback or best QBR rating in football today. So they currently lead that division. They're 4-0. and um, My guess is I don't see them slowing down. I think they're going to uh, run away with that division with New England. So And then, of course, a couple other games to point out. Like I said, the Ravens getting a a bounce-back win, much-needed win. Colts getting a good win on the road in Chicago. So a lot of good games yesterday. And like I said, your Monday Night Football game, 49ers, or excuse me, Falcons, Packers, Patriots, Chiefs, two good games coming your way against what, two good four teams looking for wins. We turn our attention to baseball. ALDS, NLDS, game one. And the ALDS, you have the Houston Astros and the Oakland Athletics. Catch that game at 4 o'clock today. And you have the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays and the ALDS. Catch that game today at Eight o'clock. So today you got two ALDS games. Tuesday it's NLDS and ALDS. So you have the Marlins and the Braves, and you have the Padres and the Dodgers. So quickly, I want to go back to the NL wild card games from the other day. So obviously, you guys know I'm also a Reds fan, and 
I'm just glad that they made the playoffs. I know it sucks that they got beat in the first round, and I, I would like to have seen them go further. But give them credit for what they've done, especially in this type of a season. You know, they finished two games over 500. They finished second in their division, third in their division. And they've proven that they can beat tough teams. Chicago, they played Minnesota this year. They played a White Sox team that made the playoffs. They played a decent decent Indian squad that made the playoffs as well. I mean, this, this Cincinnati Red squad, I think they keep Trevor Bauer around. They're, they're going to be a good team. They're, if they continue to build up in their farm system, I think the Reds are going to be a team that everyone's going to be afraid of. So, big matchups here in the ALDS. So, for Houston, Houston obviously a team that finished two games below 500. And you would think that the kind of season that Houston's, Houston had this year, you thought you would think that they would have ran away with this division, but they didn't. So will that affect their play in the AL or in the ALDS? Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for Houston against Oakland Athletics Chris Bassett. At least like three game series winner takes all in a ALCS game. And then for the Yankees. Be Garrett Cole versus Blake Snell. Two really good pitchers. Two really good teams. Tampa Bay ran away with that division this year. And 40 and 20. And we start to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. And boy, what were they five, seven, eight years ago? I mean, they were the armpit of this division. And, you know, this year in that division, you had three teams that made the playoffs. You had the Yankees, Boston, and then you had these guys. Or Boston didn't make it. Yankees, Toronto, and then these guys. So, obviously, Boston and Baltimore didn't make it, but... Baltimore had a better season than what they what they've always had, and Boston just didn't play up to the potential. So this will be a really good game tonight, and I I I, I want to say it's too early to say because I think that you start to talk about the the Tampa Bay Rays and who they have Brandon Lowe, who fourteen home runs and thirty seven RBIs. And you look on the other side of the ball. It's Luke Voigt, who 22 home runs and 52 RBIs. DJ LeMay, who um, Aaron Judge. They have Giancarlo Stanton. So a lot of good talent on both sides of the ball. But you start to wonder, is this going to be it? Are these games in the a- in the ALDS, NLDS going to be pitchers duels? We saw it in the wild card with, you know, Cincinnati and Atlanta. Trevor Bauer and um, Max Freed. So I think that I think I, I, I like I like the I like this playoff format. I like the setup better. Um, I think it gives the teams who aren't at the bottom of the division but right there in the middle of the pack a chance to make the playoffs and 
you know, it's, it's just fair game. So, so if I'm giving my predictions of this game, so Astros Athletics, I I think the Astros are gonna win this game in Game One. Um, I think that they are the underdogs in this matchup, but. Yeah, you don't have Justin Verlander. You would love to have Justin Verlander. But I think the Astros have something to prove here on why they should win the World Series this year. At least be a team that should win the World Series. Yankees-Rays. I mean, I, I haven't seen the Yankees play enough this season, nor have I seen the Rays. But um, Yankees have, like, their last stretch of game, their last stretch of, like, 15 games, they've been on a downfall. But, you know, they were able to pick themselves back up and make the playoffs and put them in the position where they are now. Tampa Bay Rays have been playing good baseball all season long. I'm going to have to take the Tampa Bay Rays in this matchup. I think Blake Snell comes out with the bang. And it's just going to be a good game. It's going to be a good series all around. So, and then, like I said, Tuesday, ALDS, NLDS, Marlins, Braves, Max Freed, and... Atlanta or Miami doesn't know who they're starting on the mound, and then it'll be Padres, Dodgers, Walker Buehler versus an undecided pitcher from San Diego. San Diego's been playing really well all season long. Finished thirty seven and twenty three on the season, and of course you talk about the LA Dodgers with the best record in baseball, forty three and seventeen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, a lot of good games left to be played um, in the or in the in this next round of the MLB playoffs. Turn our attention to the NBA as we wrap up the show here. And what an emotional win yesterday for the Miami uh, the Miami Heat. And with a 115-104 win over the Lakers. And they came out with a statement. Jimmy Butler had 40 points. And um, they're riding momentum into this, into this game four. And I think that, you know, if you played like how you did last night or on Sunday night and... Um, you play with the vengeance. You're gonna win this ball game. Yeah, Adebayo's not playing, and they they found a way to win without Adebayo. So, again, competitive series. I think I think I still think this is gonna be like a game seven situation. I I really think that that's gonna boil down to game seven. I think Miami's gonna. Miami's found their rhythm, and they're just going to ride that momentum. Now, depending on which direction it goes, but they're going to ride that momentum, and, of course, it's going to, whether they win or lose, or, um, you know, that, that, would, that would be the uh, something to watch for. So, again, it's Miami played like a team last night. And they got a quality win over a really, really, really good Lakers squad. I mean, LeBron James, AD, what more can you say about this team? So, game four, or excuse me, yeah, game four will be played tomorrow at 9 o'clock as the Heat looking to even a series. Lakers are looking to go at 4-1. And win the series. So it's all you can watch for in sports. 
And as we wrap up the show here, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple now that we are on Apple Podcasts so we can get some subscribers there. Give us a shout out. We'd really appreciate it. Like us on Instagram. And like I said, folks, go out and vote today. Vote informed. You guys have a great rest of your day. And we will see you guys back here on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in.